to be here today. It's such a privilege to be here with both Alicia Fall, the founder of Her Many Voices, and Aisela as well, Aisela Lewis in the background. She's the mag magician in the background making everything work all the time. So we're here for a very special Lunch and Learn to announce that we are changing the name from Lunch and Learn to Gaia Gossip. And so we'll share with you where that came from and what's happening. And what, how fun for you to both be here today. I am very happy to be here. Thank you. It's good to see both of your faces. You too. It's good to see you both. It's been a little while since we've done this. So lovely yeah. to get a chance to hop in. Yeah, it's and so I'm great looking forward to the fact that we have now, we're doing this new branding of what we had before was the lunch and learn. And uh, Which is for those boring. Who are tuned, <laughs> you say boring? Yeah, it's a boring know. name. <laughs> You know, it's just a typical kind of topic. And yes, we were bored with it. We were tired of the name. It didn't fit. And we thought, you know what? We're looking at all of these things that are happening on the planet. We're talking to all of these people that are doing this beautiful work that needs to be done. And, you know, it's a little gossipy, right? And in a positive way. I know when I was growing up, Myrna, you might identify with this too. You're a little behind me. But <laughs> gossip, not a thing to do. That word has evolved a tremendous amount over the years, right? And now well, we're just and, conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, well and I I geeked out on that. Awesome. When you, I, Aisela, you have such an important point to make. I was just going to mention yeah, that. You go first. Language, language evolves, right? There's semantic changes over time. That's a natural thing that happens. And even the definitions of words change over time. So dictionaries are updated and for that reason. Um, and so this is one of those words that has a, had a fascinating history and future too. So, yeah. Well, when Alicia suggested this name, I loved it because I'm super geeky. And I actually, I would say, I don't know that the, the word gossip has changed so much as it has we are reclaiming what it originally was, which is gossip was usually an informal network of information, often for women and marginalized people, people not in power to be able to share things they knew about situations and people that might be dangerous or problematic mm -hmm. or harmful. Um, and it was, of course, like you think about it, you know, gossiping biddies, right? Like it, it, it was always very female. And it was always very much about challenging that dominant cultural way of information. And a lot of times revealing things that were um, things that the people in power maybe wanted to keep to themselves. And that's part of why I loved it as a name when Alicia suggested it because Mother Earth needs us. She needs us to, to amplify her informal network because there's a larger formal network that is not giving people the information they need to make informed choices to support one another and to support our mother earth. So I'm super passionate about this as a, as a reclaiming and also as a really fun name, like Gaia gossip. How do you not love that? <laughs> well said, well said, Aisla. And then you came up with, you know, 
get the dirt on uh, from from Mother, Mother Earth. Earth. Yeah, <laughs> right. and we can have some fun with it. Yeah, yeah, we are loving it, and um, I I think you're right, Isola. We're reclaiming something, right? And one of the most powerful aspects of what you're talking about, I think, is that um, you know there's a power structure and the gossip among the women a long time ago was a way for them to take back some power, take some power and be empowered to change their own lives, right? Whether it was just on a local level, um, I don't mean just local, local is where we live, right? Mm -hmm. On a local level um, or not. And the, the idea of there's a little bit of a secret to it, right? There's a, it's a secret that, that we need to know, that we need to share. Um, I love that aspect as well. And I think because there's so many people doing such good work in the world, it seems almost like a secret quite often. There's so many things that are happening and most of us have no idea what is happening. You know, we hear a lot about the atrocities. We hear about all of the issues that are happening around the climate, between the floods and the earthquakes and the fires. But what's happening also on the ground? What are people doing? You know, yeah. how, are they, how are we being proactive? Mm -hmm. Very small communities as well on a, on a grand scale, you know, mm -hmm. even just uh, just this week, Biden, uh, the Biden administration just released that they're they're launching a climate core. Right. And it's it's training of a little over 20,000 youth to get out into community. You know, but it doesn't have to necessarily be something as grand as that. It can be growing your own food and talk to your neighbors who's doing the same, right? Maybe you're growing the tomatoes and they're growing the mushrooms, yeah. right? And how you can come together and feed your community. So there are a mixed bag of things that are happening here, big and small. Mm -hmm. Well, and every flood is thousands of raindrops. And that's what I think of. I think of all of us as being those moment, momentary raindrops and we're building something that has the power to change things powerfully but it's about collaboration. It's about communication. It's about community and connection. It's not this idea of the top down. We're going to make people be away. We're going to ignore their whole being, their cultural experiences. So I just, I love what you bring out, Alicia, in, through your many voices and the network that you've built. Thank and that's you. what, and that's what we're doing now with Gaia Gossip. Well, it's what we've done with this show from the beginning, which has been two years now. We have about 24 interviews that are in the archive and, um, and what we're doing is asking people and talking to people who are doing things and shining a light on them and their work so that, you know, listeners can learn about these partners of ours or, you know, um, organizations we find out about. They're not even often they're Sometimes they're not even tied to her many voices in advance, and, uh, which is probably the case with our guests coming up soon here. But I'm sure in the future, then they will be They're learning about our work as well. Um, but that's what we do. We interview people and we learn about amazing things that people are doing. Mm -hmm. And we try to amplify it because we want you all to know you're not alone. You're not doing this by yourself. You're not one person in a void. There are other people that you don't know on this journey. They are doing things that you may directly see and benefit from, or you may only learn about through the ripples of the way the world walks. And it's, it's how I get hope. I'll be honest. You know, I look at the news or sometimes I feel discouraged and then I, I see something like this and I'm like, okay, we got, you know, at least, and I'm in good company too. I like that. Like, <laughs> we, I don't know what, if we're going to succeed in our goals and our mission, but it, we're going to be in good company doing fulfilling work. And that feels really meaningful to me. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, during the course of this season for Gaia Gossip, we'll be listening to people from the Amazon. We'll be speaking to people who are in the Netherlands who are connected with their nonprofits, working with different areas of the planet. Some of it is around indigenous work and wisdom. Um, other, other issues having to do with direct climate issues within certain communities. Um, and so I'm excited. And we've got a list of people who have said yes to coming on the show. And um, so we'll be working out their schedules. Uh, I didn't realize, Myrna, that we've been doing this for two years. I didn't, you know, we blink. Yeah. We blink. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a matter of fact, on March uh, 2nd, Her Many Voices will be celebrating 15 years. That's awesome. Which is mind blowing to me because it feels like just yesterday I started this. Um, right. Because so, you were only 25 when you started it. No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, won't, we won't mention the fact that my eldest is turning 41 this week, right? We don't <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. The older we yeah. get, the better we are. Right? That's it. Is it. Aren't we like fine I wine? That's probably true. Yeah. But that's you know what? Yes. Lerna, you were talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say, Aisla? Nothing. No, I made a bad pun. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yes. So the point is that Gaia Gossip is about getting that information around what's going on globally, bringing in people who are doing the work, and recognizing, yes, we have these problems that are happening on the planet. Yes, we need to address them. Some of it is because Climate change has been happening since day one of the big boom or whatever you decide, the big bang or whatever you decided how we came into being. But other things have, have to do with the fact that humans have definitely had a tremendous impact on the planet. And so we're addressing those issues, but we're not sitting here stuck on, oh my God, the planet is just coming to, <laughs> you know, all of these atrocities. We're looking at things and sometimes in a very lighthearted way, even though we're talking about really um, dire and heavy topics, right? Um, one of the things that we've got going on right now, as you all are aware, is that we had this massive fire in, uh, in Hawaii, right, in Maui. Um, so, and we know, I mean, from the three of us being out of, out of Colorado, the impact when we went through this with the Marshall fires, I mean, the fires swept through and it's not the first time that this has happened in the region. And this last time, over a thousand homes and businesses were lost, everything decimated in, in moments. And what happens to yeah. people? I mean, you know, you have these communities who have the, the financial means to take care of themselves oftentimes, certainly in the areas that we have lived in that we, you know, especially out in closer to the Boulder area, but, and people have the ability to go ahead and go, okay, I've had the insurance and I can pick up and rebuild as painful as all of this is, lost everything, it's painful, but I can rebuild. And then there are other people who, they don't have that luxury. And there are others who have been out in the elements. They are home, they've been homeless, houseless, and so what happens to them as well? And um, our next guest, Aisla, I think this is a perfect time to bring, bring Pinky on. Um, so if you would go ahead yes. and introduce her and tell us, 
what she's been up to, where she can share that with her, with us herself. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let her give the details of what they, but I, I, I'm so delighted to introduce uh, Pinky of the Homeless Goddess Project, the founder and I would say main uh, force for execution. And <laughs> they were recently in Lahaina uh, helping the homeless survivors of the fires. So, so thank you so much for taking some time to be here today with us, Pinky, and talk about what you're up to and also ways people can get involved. Thank, thank you for you, having Pinky. me. <laughs> I'm excited. Did you have a so, question? Do you want to tell uh, our <laughs> listeners a little bit? Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about what you were doing in Maui um, and what brought you there? And and I would say start maybe with a little bit about the Homeless Goddess Project. Yes, I'm sorry. It totally uh, blacked you, out. But um, yes, the Homeless Goddess Project is an amazing project. We did just leave Maui, uh, Lahaina. Um, we went because we were wondering what was happening with the homeless, houseless people. Where, what was happening with the goddesses? I know that there are a lot of people there who have lots of money and you know they were able to take care of themselves and find housing. But the Homeless Goddess Project, we support the homeless goddesses. So we wanted to know what was happening to them. And the, um, you know, we had an opportunity to actually go see what was happening to them. We got a chance to see how the community was working together. There wasn't FEMA, there wasn't the Red Cross. It was the community and that was what was so amazing. The community offered holistic medicine, massage, play areas for the children, um, therapists, uh, food, all these things were free that the community put together for everyone. So we did get a chance to go inside Lahaina and actually see the homeless. And I got a chance to serve them with my bags that I give out all over the world. They're called pack lights. And there's all these different things that they wouldn't normally get on the street or normally get from um, different organizations, just things that make them feel good. And I have like these mirrors inside of my pack lights where I would have a goddess actually look at the mirror and tell themselves, you know, just because you don't have a palace doesn't mean you can't wear a crown. And a lot of the women have never had the opportunity to even see themselves or see their reflection in a mirror. So it wasn't just about getting over there and servicing, it was about the healing and it was about reminding them of who they are and having them tap back into that medicine and bringing forth that empowerment to let them, that, let them know that even though there was a devastation or a disaster through that can come the light can come beauty out of that. So what I wanted to tell you all is that I was speaking with one goddess in one of the encampments and she was like, ever since the fires, this is exactly what she said, ever since the fires, my homeboys have been getting their shit together. We are getting IDs, we are getting our driver's licenses, they're knowing who we are, we're filling out paperwork, we're getting assistance. So this is what I wanted to see when I gathered the six priestess and doctors and um, therapist to go with me. I wanted to see the change because that's what we, we're bringing. We're bringing the change because we already know that there's disasters happening all over the world. But we as women, we come to bring the change. We come to nourish. Like you're using the gossip. I think that is so fabulous getting the dirt. We are the seeds that are being planted and we're allowing mm -hmm. through us being planted in the dirt, the manifestations to take place. So the Homeless Goddess Project is about empowering and also getting into their minds, even though they're dealing with mental health. They're dealing with 
domestic violence. They're dealing with, you know, communists just not wanting to be a part of the system. And I'm okay with that. But if you don't want to be a part of the system, I want to make sure that whatever you choose to do as a goddess, that you have the support, no matter what that is, that you have the support. So going there, spending the nine days there was absolutely amazing. There was some really heavy, heavy, heavy energy, of course, in the waters, in the earth, in the air. But we were able to break through. We were able to get out there, serve the water, serve the food, really get into their mindsets. And we're actually asked to come back so that we could do some more healing work for them. When are you planning on heading back there? January, January. And I also just got an email that there's a company in Las Vegas that wants to offer a hundred tiny houses, a hundred tiny houses. If we can pay for the shipping, I was like, see, the work is already happening. Once I set the intention, once I saw what was going on and I put that in my mindset, it was already set to bring the blessing so that we can make this happen. It's about taking our intention doing it no matter what, not knowing how we're going to get the funds to get there, setting up a fundraiser. We made it happen in three weeks. So I, I know how the universe works, especially, you have, especially when we as women put our mm -hmm. minds to it. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Do you have any idea what it costs to get a, one tiny home? I'm thinking maybe you could fit two tiny homes, one to two within a Within one, container. yeah. Yeah. So how much does it cost to get that there? You know, you have what? Any we're researching yet? it right now. Okay. And I know shipping is going to be maybe like, I don't know, between 15 and $2,000 per three. Yeah, I'm not quite sure because, of course, they're going to give a discount on having so many tiny houses being shipped over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, Aisla, did you just have up, how do we get a hold of Pinky? Almost. I, well, this is the this is the donation link. And I'll also put this in the notes on YouTube Thank as you. well as on uh, Apple Podcasts when we publish. We publish other places, but I just mentioned this. And okay. then, um, yeah, the best way to get a hold of you, Pinky, for people that are, like, listening or will hear this on replay and are like, mm -hmm. I need to help, mm -hmm. um, should they email or call or go to your website? Yes, they can go to the homelessgoddesses.org. You're more than welcome to email me at pinky at homelessgoddesses.org or .com. You can also go to my other personal email, um, homelessgoddessproject at yahoo.com. And you can call me because I'm available at 657-235-7382. Okay. Output. All right. So listeners, pay attention because here we have Pinky has been on the ground. She yes. was there for just a few days. Yes. And the movement of what one woman has been able to do is very, very impressive. It's a powerful thing. So when we come collective, just imagine what can happen. And here we have this donation of 100 tiny homes for people what who are in desperate need. And all we have to do is make sure that we have the resources to get tiny homes from A to B. That's the ask right now. Yes. So for anyone out there, contribute. Big and small ways make all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yes. And and don't think it's too little if you only can do fifty dollars. Like right. if, if or no ten. Just right. any amount will they at, because every house we can get over there is an opportunity for the people yeah. that are needing 
shelter in this time. And we, we do have a, uh, I, um, GoFundMe up right now. You might want, I think you have that link. Maybe you can add that as yeah, well. It's right okay. down there. Yep. Okay, great. Great. So, and is that, is that link available on your website as well? It is. It'll take you great. right to it. There are some shopping items, uh, that you can purchase on the website as well. And all the donations will go to the project. And then that, that, uh, that bag that you're giving out, right. That, that kit. So aside from the mirror, what else is in there? Oh my goodness. There are socks, there are leggings, there's lip gloss, there's uh, uh, vegan um, vegan snacks, there's uh, nail clippers, files, there are tampons, pads, uh, little t-shirts, like uh, strappy t-shirts, um, there are, what else? There's so little things that they wouldn't typically get. I mean, I have so mm -hmm. many things and, and I'm a shopper. So therefore, when I see things that I know, I know what women love and what makes women feel good. So I'm looking at bringing in those sorts of things in the pack life. All right. So in these packs, this is coming out of your pocket or yes, these are donations? All of it since 2015. Okay. This is the first right. time that I've ever done a GoFundMe. Everything has been out of my own pocket. Okay. And Ladies. also, let me add, I'm sorry, that you can go to Facebook, the Homeless Goddess Project, and you can actually see some of the women that were okay with being on video because we always, you know, respect that. And you'll right. see the connection is amazing. So, All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, obviously, not only do we need to get tiny homes there, but even the donations of what, what's going in these little kits yes. Yes, can make a world great. of difference. So financial support, so it does not fall solely on Pinky and out of her pocket. Thank right? you. We all come together. Mm -hmm. We work Thank together. You. We rise together. Exactly. Exactly. Always. Thank you. you are quite something, Pinky. Thank I you. want to acknowledge you and recognize mm -hmm. you have such a huge heart and you are really making a difference. Um, this is amazing. It's, it's really a privilege to have you here with us. Um, I don't know if you can think of a few more. I'd love to hear a few like stories. Can you share anything more about, you know, women that you met or people that you met oh, there sure. and just tell a few more stories about that? Oh, yes. Um, we did get an opportunity to do a prayer circle one of the goddesses was like, can I, play, can I pray with you all? Can I pray with you all? So we just held hands in a circle and she did the prayer in Hawaiian. It was just so, and we, and, and we don't know what she was saying, but it felt good. And we were by the river, by the water, Yamaya. So it was just so powerful and everyone hugged after that. And she was just so grateful. And, you know, I mean, she lives in an encampment and in, 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 like just on blankets and these little woods that they put up to kind of have a little bit of, bit of covering and to not have nothing to still have that finesse for life and, and that excitement of like, she still felt like she mattered. Mm. And that was so important and that mm. was so beautiful. And she was so happy that we were there and that we were down where they were, you know, holding hands and really speaking into their ori, which is their crown chakra, really just being there. She really, in she really loved that. And after we did the prayer, she went to the river, to the ocean, and she kind of like cleansed her body. And I thought that was just so beautiful, that spirituality. Yeah. I'm curious what percentage of them were native Hawaiians um, and also what 
about how many of them lost their homes or were they all previously homeless? I know it's both. It's affecting everyone. It's affecting everyone, but I went to the previously homeless encampments. Yeah. Because yeah, they were okay. the ones who had to actually leave and find somewhere else to go. Okay. And they're okay. just right there in the woods, mm -hmm. just trying to make it do what it do, basically. Very and helpful. now those tiny homes that, that uh, the offer has been donated, is there land already available to go to? There is a land. There is a uh, organization that we're working with now. Um, it's uh, Mayan Jason, and they have just been awarded some land. So they're looking for portable toilets, all that kind of stuff. They're going to have it to where it's set up where they don't have a time, where they got to be back. You know, they're going to make it very, very comfortable for them. I'm so excited to hear about their plans with their land. But yes, they have been. And are these homes strictly designated to the houseless, homeless people that you were working with from that community? Okay. Yes. Yes. That is Thank really you so much, Pinky. I really appreciate what you're doing that and what you've been doing. I, I also heard a rumor. Uh, I mean, that's allowed to buy gossip. That that the Homeless Goddess Project is looking to move into other locations, such as Colorado. Is that rumor? Can I confirm that? Or do you, you have any public statements rumor, to me? You can confirm <laughs> that gossip. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. So do you have any specific plans? Or are you looking for people that are excited? Because I just want, you know, if you're listening and you're like, gosh, we need this in yes, our community, just... because you probably do. What, how, do they, how do they tell you what they can do to help make that happen? Well, really, I just want to, I want them to connect with me and tell me what it is that they need. I want to know what the needs mm -hmm. are. We want to go not just to Colorado. We want to go all over because this is important all over the world. It's not just when there's a disaster, you know, what's happening on yeah. the day to day. So I just want to communicate with the folks there in Denver, Colorado and their homeless population and find out what it is that they need and how are they living. So we'll be bringing, we'll be coming. Yay. You know, one of the things, um, we need to introduce you to one of our board members, Pinky. Tommy Nuhulu is actually from Hawaii, and um, he's a uh, artist who lives in the Denver, Denver, Colorado area. Tommy has worked a fair amount with the homeless population and houseless population in Denver. Nice. He's a good nice. one for you to, to get with on, on a whole lot of levels. Okay. So we'll make, that, we'll make that happen. I spoke to him about you yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's looking forward to that that connection. Excellent. And Pinky, where are you based now? We're in Palm Springs, California. Okay. Yeah. And then how do you mobilize people? Do you have, we, if, when you go into a new area, how do you do that? Do you have people on your team who, who are able to go to these additional geographic areas? I have volunteers. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I have so many people that are willing to go with me and they believe in what it is that I'm doing. So that's never an issue. But on a day to day, I carry the pack lights in my own vehicle. And if I see a homeless goddess or, you know, I'll go into certain areas, I'll just get out myself. I don't need a team always. Yeah. But I'll get out of my car myself and have communication and talk with them and just sit, get down with their level and listen to their stories and well, we already knew that part based on what you're sharing already, that you're you're doing that yourself as well. You know, it's just uh, hopefully, you know, so I mean, it sounds like people, anyone listening who's interested in helping can reach out to you and find out geographically where you're going to be next and 
and get involved with um, Colorado, but other places as well, right? Yes, correct. That's great. I can't wait to look at your Facebook page. Please do. It's so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> and I popped a link uh, to that in the uh, YouTube comments. So if uh, if anyone's listening and they want an easy access and also links to the homelessgoddesses.org site. So hopefully you'll break the internet with how many people just rush to come and support <laughs> what you're up to. <laughs> That would be awesome. I like it. Yeah. I like that plan. Between now and going back there for your return next year, um, are you going to be doing newsletters, that kind of thing, um, to keep us updated on what's happening? And as that time gets closer to the time that you return, what the support needs are at that definitely, point? Definitely. Definitely. I'll be okay. doing that. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll make sure her many voices will definitely uh, blast that out as well. Yeah, just Thank keep you. us in the loop and I'll make sure that goes out on our social media and in our newsletters so that we can help you do this really important work. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies, for having Thank me. You. Awesome. Thank you. Thank so you so much, much for being with us, Pinky. Thank you so much. Yes, yes have really a wonderful day. You. Thank you. Enjoy spreading the gossip. Yeah, yeah. Get the dirt. Get the dirt. Thank you, ladies. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's inspiring. Yeah. Oh it my is goodness. inspiring. You know, I mean, it just speaks to how one person, the power of one, yeah. and you don't have to spend, she's not there for the last 20 years. You know, she was, she had, has had a large impact in days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's that ripple effect. You know, yeah. I remember when I first started her many voice and Myrna, you were at prior to doing her many voices, we brought, I did a benefit concert for Yensina Larson from uh, World Pulse. I truly believed in the work that this woman was doing and I wanted and, to do whatever. Yes, and the night does, and we that, still do, yeah. Yes, yes, I love Yensina. And the night of that benefit concert, we had a blizzard. So I think you were one of maybe 10 people who showed up that evening, but the ripple effect from that and the support that Yensina and World Pulse got, and then because of the work she was doing, it really sparked the work that I was doing, you know, those small little benefit concerts and that kind of thing, and then finally launched her many voices. And I remember the very first time going down to Haiti and thinking, oh God, who am I? Well, I'm a lot of things and the power of that one. Mm -hmm. And as women, there is so much that we give on a regular basis and we don't even realize how much we're doing and giving in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you have an opportunity to have that amplified and supported by others, mm -hmm. it, I mean, we can certainly, there are men and women on this planet moving mountains. Mm -hmm. There are young people moving mountains. That's true. I would really love for you to share a little bit more, Alicia. Now you have a board, you have your ear in several countries. I mean, so the 15th anniversary of Her Many Voices is in March, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, can you give us a little history? And I know in a little bit, in a few minutes, we'll talk about the future of Her Many Voices and what we have mm -hmm. coming up with Earth Day next April and things like that. But first, can you just give us, share with people more about what, how far you've come and what we are doing? Please. Well, for, for, for those of you who don't know, prior to getting into the nonprofit industry, um, I was a full-time musician. 
and I was doing a lot of benefit concerts and I thought, well, why not marry the artist, the artistic side with the humanitarian world? And then Her Many Voices was birthed from that. Um, originally, our tagline, our philosophy, our value was, um, was we were artists responding to humanitarian need. And because of the, the nature of my industry, it was ma majority of them were um, musicians. But then we had more and more artists that were joining us. And then over time, that has expanded to now include activists as well as global community members. Um, so I went from just doing, I would do a little concert, get a couple of dollars together and then support a little something. And most of it for the first couple of years was very local. You know, maybe it was a woman going through treatment from breast cancer and needing that support. You know, maybe it was someone whose child had an injury, something local. Um, and then in, in 2010, as um, most of us know now, Haiti had a massive earthquake. Um, and there were a handful of people out of the Boulder, Colorado area who were getting ready to go to Haiti. And it was mostly a medical trip with Dr. Patch Adams. Um, if that name is like vaguely familiar to folks, uh, Robin Williams did a movie on, it's called Patch. Mm -hmm. And um, Patch Adams is real. He's a doctor who does clowning and he works a lot with young people. Um, so Patch was heading down to Haiti right after the quake. And I asked what was on the wish list and her many voices was able to get um, some donations, and we had an impact of 500 uh, people. It was a drop in the bucket for what was needed. You know, um, I, the numbers are somewhere around 300,000 lives lost, right? Um, but it was something, and that that really sparked, and um, it really activated other people to support the work that we were doing. Um, and then shortly after the quake. I was introduced to Tamar Kantav, who was now my, my partner in crime with all of these projects. Um, and Tammy is on our board as well. Uh, she is a Haitian woman. And, um, and so we met in Haiti weeks after the quake. Um, it was heart and eye and opening and mind exploding and it took me a long time to really verbalize what was going on, my experience there, because I had nothing to relate it to. We were standing on the mounds of areas where there were the bodies of loved ones who were underneath us, um, walking through streets and, and seeing hands that were coming out of the dirt, the rubble. Um, it was, yeah, it was not, I had, I still stumble on how to explain, express what the experience was. Um, 300,000 were killed in that earthquake. Close it's to just, it. it yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, the numbers were like somewhere around 200, 250,000. But then the reality is, is that in, in places like Haiti, um, they don't have the census that the U.S. has. You know, so the numbers are not always there. Yeah. You might, oh, there's that one house over there. That one house might house 17 people, you know, right. um, and they could not get to these people. So, um, you know, a lot of it at the end when 
the resources were starting to come in. They were just bulldoze. So there were no, there are no burial sites really. There are these mass, massive graves um, and things have been built on top of it. Um, but the impact of that experience and then also the impact of sitting at a table with people who had lost everything and maybe everyone and they couldn't do enough to make sure that I was comfortable. I remember being in this one area where it was, it was very, the whole area was devastated. And, um, and we sat at a table and they brought a piece of bread and placed it in front of me. Now on that trip, we happened to bring food and medical supplies, but this is what the community had at that moment a piece of bread and coffee. Um, and I was the first to be served. And you stop and you think about what everyone had gone through, what they were experiencing in that moment, the trauma that, that for some would carry the rest of their days. And yet the importance of coming to the country to see what I could do and then being served. Um, it Sometimes there are just no words to what you are feeling in that moment. Um, but it did allow me to recognize, you know what, I might be the one, but for one thing, I'm on stage, and so I have the ear of many people. And so I returned home and I started talking about it and doing more benefits and you know, engaging with others. Then we had a, um, we would bring people down. Um, you know, you can do your vacations with that travel with a purpose sort of thing. Um, and so there was that impact. It, and, um, you know, as Pinky said, you know, we're kind of, we're all seeds, right? We're all seeds. And so you never know what's going to really ignite that seed? Is it going to be the light? Is it going to be the water? Whatever it is to nourish it. And, um, and those kind of things started happening. Um, and before you know it, we were really starting to be uh, supported. And the work has now expanded. Um, you know, we, we started out with our space in Colorado. We now have Colorado and we have the New York office and the New York office is with Angelo DeGangi, who is our elder care director, executive director. Um, Angelo is an attorney in New York. He's doing fine work for elders. Work that, you know, oftentimes there, there are these pockets of individuals where they fall at the wayside. How many elder people have no one to support them? How many elders in this situation, the example, here we have this, this fire. There are elder people who do not have anyone in their lives. And so what happens to them when something like this happens in their lives? So, you know, to have, to have an Angelo DeGangi, to have the, the advocacy center for elder care available can make a difference, a world of difference for people. Um, and now um, we've expanded. So we are now opening up in, in the Netherlands. And, um, and the intent in 
um, in setting up office here, which we are in the process of doing, filing up, uh, filing the papers to get all of that together. Um, the intent here is that within, within just less than maybe three or four hours, we have access to all sorts of different communities out here. Um, and, you know, oftentimes in the States, a lot of the work that we're doing and, um, and a little further south, it's about indigenous peoples, right? Well, indigenous does not mean uh, strictly Native American peoples. And, um, and so there's a large indigenous population on, on, uh, on the other side of the pond. You get into the Sami communities. The Samis are everywhere from Russia to Finland to, to Norway. You know, they're all in this region. Um, and so we'll have the opportunity to expand the work that we're doing and the connections um, and then be able to engage with others. Uh, I'm hoping that our intent moving forward is to create a longhouse community, um, this community project, which becomes a cultural exchange between people. I love people. this vision. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's been... Uh, this has been my dream, I think, what, going on four or five years now, you know, at some point, we are going to be able to. Dog and persistence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that, hemp, that first hempcrete block is going to go down on the ground and we're going to build from there. Yeah. yeah so make sure we talk. Yeah. Talk about the, the importance of hemp as a sustainable building material and how important that is. We interviewed several people involved with hemp in the past couple of years, including Marin, whose book H is for hemp is incredible. It goes through the entire alphabet and it goes through people doing hemp construction projects all over the world. Um, but that's a huge part of the Longhouse Project. It is a huge part of the Longhouse Project, yeah. And uh, by the way, I get to see Marin in, in another couple of weeks. In, in next month, um, we'll be attending, hopefully she can make it, we'll be attending a hemp building summit in Amsterdam. And then from there, two days later, we'll, be, we'll all be at, um, in Prague at another hemp building uh, conference. So um, Great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing sustainable plant. I mean, you have this one plant has so many uses. Everything from your clothing to your food to your, your nourishment to your medicine to your building to your insulation, um, the flooring, everything you can make out of this one plant. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. And, and what's yeah. more mind-boggling is that it was free, accessible to everyone on the planet for thousands and thousands of years until this country in 1937 made it illegal. That's a whole other political topic. Yeah. But, you know, it's slowly coming back into the fold. Um, and what we're doing now at this point, Her Many Voices uh, focuses a great deal on education. What does the cannabis plant provide to us? And for us in particular around the, the CBD and hemp. Um, so those are the things that we're looking to. That's, that's where our future is. I, um, yeah. I just wanted one thing, one little wrap up of kind of the summary of what, where, how far we've come before we just switch gears here into kind of where we're going. And that is to summarize, you know, you've talked about 
the elder care program mm -hmm. and the hemp, which is sustainable building, and it's all tied into um, Gaia, right? Mother Earth and, and mm -hmm. taking care of the, the, the Earth. Um, you've talked about the indigenous people, not just in the U.S., but really globally is, is you know, part of our mission. And I know we also have financial literacy programs. I, I really feel like that, and maybe you can share more about that if you'd like. I want to just kind of summarize that really Her Many Voices is about marginalized populations. It's about helping people who are for whatever reason marginalized and that this is the, the population that you know, does need the most, I think, assistance in many ways. And, and it's certainly not just in the U.S. It's a global concern. Look at all the work in Haiti. Um, and then, you know, there's you, you kind of like you talked about artists coming in and supporting the work. It's really a beautiful mission. And I just and of course, there's the children's aspect as well. Um, I don't know if you want to just do like a couple sentences, um, Alicia and Aisla, too, maybe a, just about, you know, what what's what is the bottom line for her many voices? And then we'll talk about what's coming. The bottom line for her many voices, you know, I, I have to smile because when people look at all what we're doing and they think, well, I, we, we don't get it. In the beginning, people would say, Alicia, you seem scattered. You got to pick, pick one and work <laughs> in that direction. You're like, why? <laughs> You know, and, and I have spent years going, look, if you don't understand how everything is connected, yes, I don't know that I have the time and the energy to explain to you how we are all so connected oh. and how everything is connected. Yes. Everything. We are not separate from anything in all existence. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's an easy... Um, Oh, yeah, we have financial literacy. Yes, that's tied into the arts. That's tied in, you know, the arts are tied into um, housing, um, which is tied into being able to feed your family, which is tied into healthcare. It, everything is tied in. Yeah. And, um, and so we do have, I don't know, we probably have about six, seven different uh, programs, projects that are happening. Um, and we will be going deeper into it and expanding more on it. Um, yeah, that's great. Elisa, yeah. Isla, join in. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely appreciate the way that you come from things in this integrated perspective, Alicia, because I feel like one of the big challenges we have in the Western approach is this idea of compartmentalization. And we're not compartmentalized. If I'm suffering because I'm hungry, then I'm also going to have a hard time being there for my kids or showing up in community. And at the same time, I might have to, right? Like I could be grieving a loss and I still might need to take care of something that's, you know, my elderly parent or go to perform a task. And so the idea that people can compartmentalize and push something to the side and go off is very Western. And it's, it's non-Indigenous. And I, I saw this, um, someone was like, I don't like decolonize because it still centers colonization. She's like, I want to indigenize everything. And I was like, I like that. We need to indigenize. We need to integrate. We need to acknowledge that we're full human beings, that nature and the planet is as much a part of us as we are a part of it. And it's a thriving biosphere and ecosystem. And we can either be part of it or we can resist it and harm it. But we can't escape 
that or actions we can actively participate or actively resist and harm it, but we can't escape that we're part of it. It's just what's happening. That's us. And so I love when you're talking about also your approach, same thing. It's very integrated, which is hard sometimes for Western people to connect to. And it is very honest. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you sit back and you think we are all tribal people. I don't care where, what your yeah. ancestry is. We are all tribal people. We need to tap into that. There is yeah. so much wisdom into it. We need to tap into it because if we go back to those basic tribal ways, it is about community. It's about caring for the land and the people and the children together, taking care of our elders. No one's just left. There isn't the, oh, I got mine. Good luck with you kind of mentality. Yeah. We come together. We take care of each other. You know, I mean, as you all know, our philosophy at Her Many Voices is whatever I do for another, I do for myself. It's a simple thing. And yet we tend to complicate it over and over and over again in all sorts of ways. To me, it's simple. Um, you You have hunger in the streets. Well, you know what? You have the ability to plant trees and, and fruits and vegetables in your front yard and people can walk by and they can feed themselves as opposed to making that illegal to do. Yeah. It's absolutely. those kind of things that need to be addressed and changed radically. You know, we, we do in this series in Guy Gossip, we recognize these some of these systemic problems and we talk about them and we talk about people who are changing those things too. Yeah, so... Thank you both so much. Uh, okay, now what's coming up? What's What should we look forward to? What do we have to look forward to with Her Many Voices? Um, and this is more about Her Many Voices itself, not really the Gaia Gossip Show. Uh, boy, with Her Many Voices. Well, let's see. Like I said, we've got some hempcrete building workshops that we're tending to. We are going to be doing hempcrete uh, workshop for um, the Haitian community. And that is with... Um, with Hannah Gabriova from the Czech Republic. Hannah went with me to Haiti a few years ago. And, um, you know, she is one of those people who recognizes, okay, we might not act today, but we planted the seed and we're going to nurture and we'll come back to that. And so now we're revisiting it uh, a few years later. Um, that particular workshop is specifically for the Haitian community and, um, because of language uh, challenges, um, it will all be in Spanish. That was the, the common ground language. Um, so we'll be starting that series. Um, then we have, uh, we have Shannon Francis with an Indigenous Permaculture series, right? Shannon is out there. She's doing some beautiful work in community. Um, and then we have Indigenomics with Tamara teaching about financial literacy. There are some basic fundamental things that the majority of us do not get information-wise on our finances and how to protect. We all have a human life value and how do we protect that? And so Tamara brings that to the table. She gives us what the people who are in, you know, up there, closer to that 1%, the information that they get she gets to share with us, and we all get to do this on our own scale. 
right? We don't have to be wealthy. We don't have to have a whole chunk of money. We don't have to be stressed about, oh, I can't afford. We cannot afford to, to continue to not know what's available to us and ways that we can protect ourselves and invest in ourselves and our future and our children. Um, so we have that happening. And then we've got, we've got plans in the work for the next Her Many Voices uh, Earth Day event. Earth Day this year, well, it's uh, April 22nd is, is Earth Day. This year it falls on a Monday. And we are looking right now, we're trying to nail down the location. Um, we're going to be doing live events in Amsterdam. And we have partnered up with 7 Billion Presidents. That's another nonprofit organization based in, in the Netherlands. Um, and we have a couple of other organizations that are here that are working with us on that particular project. Um, so we'll be having live, we'll be having live events. We're going to be doing a lot of the similar, what we do online, we will continue to do online. So this will all be aired that way. But then we will have these pockets of, of gatherings and live events. Um, what else, Aisla, I know that. I'm, Anniversary I'm event. The Oh, yeah, that too. So March, like I said, March 2nd, we're celebrating 15 years, everybody, 15 years. I'm putting um, this in the calendar right now. Good. <laughs> March 2nd. March 2nd. Yeah. And we're going to do performances, performances by Theo Wilson and Tashia Santi, and yes. another performance that we're working on, um, identifying what that will be. It's going to be both a fundraiser and a celebration. Yeah, and, and Theo has agreed to be our MC for the event. Great. Is it on the second yeah, itself? That's going to be so fantastic. It will be the second. Uh, March yes. 2nd happens to fall on a Saturday this year. Great. Yep. Oh, it's already on my calendar. Imagine that. Good, good, good. <laughs> it's okay. Add it to your calendar several times. That's fine. <laughs> I'm excited. This is wonderful. Um, and then please remind me because my brain is uh, on overload. <laughs> yeah, you have to be there, by the way. <laughs> you can. And that's so that's the beginning of March. But at the end of March, uh, towards the end, um, I want to say the dates are March 20th through the 22nd or 23rd is NOCO. It's the Northern Colorado Hemp Expo. It's the largest expo out there on hemp, on the hemp industry. And Her Many Voices always has a presence. And we have a booth there. Um, last year, we sponsored the Diversify um, Room. And, um, and so we'll be keeping you abreast of that. And, you know, please come down and visit Meet us there. It's going to be at the Broadmoor again this year. Um, so that's exciting. We always have a good time at that event. And a wealth of knowledge. The Anything Broadmoor is really the, the cool. Industry. I would say that the event is great. Yeah, no, there's so much information. And the hemp community is just so kind and welcoming. And I'm sure there's exceptions. So please don't pile on me, internet. But overall, from, from you, Alicia, from my own experiences, from talking to Marin about her experiences in, in all over the world, she's like the hemp community is just, they embrace this whole concept of community engagement and doing this for the better because it, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a, a tough road for a lot of these folks to, to bring this forward. And, and they really seem to have developed a, a really strong community sense. Yeah. 
Um, I have to say it's been very heartwarming since day one of uh, being introduced. Thank you to Tami Nuhulu being introduced into the hemp community. Um, I've been received with open arms. I've had plenty of folks say, what can we do? How can we help? Um, and that's time and time again. And here it is years later, and I still have that offer on a regular basis. Um, you know, the fact that I can get Hana from Czech Republic to fly to go to Haiti to do a, a presentation, you know, and yeah, and say, yeah, that's okay. I got it, you know. We've done um, several shows about this as well. I know we interviewed um, Bob Escher. Yes. Um, about it, and we interviewed the attorney. I'm um, who kind of shared the history of that. Cheryl Powell. Oh, Mary Powell. Yeah. Yep. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Um, yeah. So we've done several interviews about that. I know people can go back and find those in our archive. Yeah. yeah and we'll have more to come. Mm -hmm. um, and her many voices is actually expanded. I mean, aside from um, we have our CBD product line which is increasing as we speak. We've got new products that are being um, created in this very moment. Um, and they will go, they'll go to market within the next maybe two weeks. Um, we have Terp Bros in New York City um, are opening up a dispensary. And um, well, the dispensary should have been open, I think August 3rd, but New York is having some issues trying to figure out what they're doing around the dispensary. It is ready. It's good to go. Um, they just need to get the thumbs up from the judges there that keep putting these uh, injunctions on the community. Um, but what Terp Bros can do is that they are setting up right now, and it should be ready this weekend. Um, they're setting up their online store where you will be able to get her many voices CBD products online. Mm -hmm. So they can't open up their shop just yet because of the THC nature of cannabis, mm -hmm. but they can sell CBD and merch. You wanna, so, do you want to share their website? I don't know if you have a URL. Um, I know it's yeah, I, so I believe it's terprosnyc.com. Let me double check on this. Um, and I know it's not live yet, so. Perhaps we can add it to the no. show. Yeah, and it's and, uh, Terp, T-E-R-P, bros, B-R-O-S-N-Y-C dot com. Um, yeah, so that's, that's um, you can at least put that on your calendar. And, and like I said, um, they'll be launching their, uh, the online store within the next few days. Um, also, Her Many Voices, we have partnered up we did a nice big chunk of investment uh, this year with Pure Hemp Technologies. And we now have a company, it's called Pure Hemp Pulp and Paper. So um, we just started and it's with Pure Hemp Technology. That's Ed Lairberger. He is the founder of, the, of his company. Um, I think Ed's been in business for 28 years now. Um, and he's another one that you can meet and greet at NOCO as well. Um, and so we will be expanding the work that we're doing through Pure, Pure Hemp. Are you um, saying that we are involved in creating paper made from hemp, which is the most sustainable paper product, one of the most that exists? That's amazing. 
Yes. And Myrna, here's the sexy part. This is why I wanted to do this. Because I love I it. Want hemp toilet paper. Okay. That's really my ultimate goal. <laughs> it's going to take a moment before we get there. Um, you know, and in all seriousness, what has happened is that there's the, this roller coaster ride in the hemp industry. Um, some, some states it's very legal, some states not so, other states it's being really regulated. Um, farmers have grown and then they've had people, uh, injunctions placed on them and they could not release. And, and so there have been issues. And as you know, pricing always goes supply and demand, right? So the more that we invest in this and the more that we support the farmers, then the more product that we get ha to have access to, and then it becomes a price cost effective point, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. So those are the things that we're working on. Um, and, you know, it typically takes a couple of years before, um, before your business gets off the ground. Absolutely. And we just as a career publisher, I've done, you know, I've published nine books and 90 magazines. I'm so excited to hear about this. It's really important. And I know we got to wrap up here. Thank you so much. Um, Alicia, anything else that we need to share? And Aisla, you as well. Anything else? We're, we're just really excited to be sharing about Gaia Gossip. I put the donate link at the bottom of our stream and it's also in our comments. And you can also donate to Harmony Voices to support our programs, as well as, of course, the Homeless Goddess Project. And uh, we hope that you will. Uh, every bit helps us get this type of work out there so people know what's going on and also help us do that uh, on the ground work that we that we do with the different communities we work with. I think you covered it, Aisla. Thank you for reminding um, folks, they can actually financially support us because that's the one thing I always forget to ask for. Donate button. We have it on every page. Okay. So go to it, hit that button. And, you know, we have, we have a few people who do $5 every month. You do that auto pay, make it simple. That's great. And for those of you who are listening, who want to come to the event on March 2nd, just let us know. We'll make sure you get the invitation. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, we're working the, um, we're working out the location um, over the next couple of days. Great. Mm -hmm. so. right. Awesome. Thank you so much, both of you. This is wonderful. It's so good to reconnect and announce our new name, Gaia Gossip. And we'll see you all next month. It's Great. really good to see you both. Thank you both very, very much. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.